0: The Stagger
1: Podcast. Oh, God, Welcome into the Stagger Podcast. What is up? I am JD Smith and I'm Derek Smith and I am a champion. Actually, I'm not, but Chase Elliott is. Yeah,
0: that's right. It's the uh, well, it's the Champions episode. Yeah, the NASCAR Cup Championship episode of the Stagger Podcast. The first one we've ever done like this because this is the first season we've been around. So every year we'll be hopefully doing championship edition podcast and having a little bit more to say about is this things. where
1: we we try not to get sued by queen and we sing we are the champions uh is that the episode <laughs> where we? Do you this? can
0: you can try that i don't know i don't think they're gonna sue us because i don't think enough people know about us yet but yeah eventually someday maybe they'll go back and look in the archives and say hey they've been ripping us off but yeah i, I mean, doubt that's gonna be the
1: case. i don't think they would ever associate you and i singing as as no, anything I close to th- what they I, it would be almost out of Uh, slander that yeah yeah they would say no don't come anywhere close to that you you cannot say these lyrics you do not have the talent that's right
0: so we're gonna talk a lot of NASCAR today we're gonna talk about uh, of course Chase Elliott and his rise we will do that uh, kind of the first thing we'll talk about we will talk about a guy who missed out again on a championship and his legacy and Denny Hamlin what does that mean for him and we will also have a little debate about Phoenix versus Homestead I saw an interesting couple of tweets about how maybe it was a bad idea for NASCAR to go to Phoenix instead of having the final race at Homestead. So we can just talk about that particular topic. And uh, we'll also dive into a little NASCAR conspiracy theory that's been floating around, try to cure that one up for you. Ooh. Maybe maybe we'll convince you that it's not a conspiracy. Maybe we will further your thoughts that it's a huge conspiracy. We'll get into all that. And uh, Jimmy Johnson, his final race as a driver in NASCAR, as a full-time driver, he finished it out with the top five. So we will look back on his career as well Uh, during this episode but like i said we're going to start off with the man of the hour chase elliott he secures the victory at phoenix dominating performance from him coming from the back after having a technical issue not being able to get through inspection didn't matter he talked about his mindset he said no matter where you start that's it's irrelevant you got to get to the front he did that and then was able to secure the victory uh just just Give me your thoughts on Chase Elliott, not even 25 years old yet, getting his first NASCAR Cup championship. Did you think that was likely to happen after
1: watching his first few years in the sport, that he would get a championship
0: this soon in his career?
1: Uh, I did not think he would get done this this soon. I mean, I it seems like just yesterday that we were at Columbus Motor Speedway watching him in the K&N series get flocked by a bunch of teeny boppers at the front of the field trying to get – I mean, I remember – so we went to Columbus Motor Speedway for a k race. Bubba Wallace, Corey LaJoy, I think Blaney was in that one. If not, uh, Larry Mack's son was in that one. Um, and Chase Elliott was there. And everyone was like, you could walk up, kind of talk to pretty much anybody. Um, but then there's like Chase who just had I mean a, a weird odd mix of boomers that were like, oh, Chase Elliott and then like a bunch of teeny bobbers like, Oh, he's so cute. It was it was kind of both the same mindset, you know, um, of people that just were fawning over him. But going from like this stressed out fifteen year old trying to sign everybody's everything before a race to now champion of NASCAR, like I knew it would happen. I didn't know it would happen this fast and it is hard not to be. Not, I'm not jealous, but I am a little bit envious of the fact that he's 20. He's oh, 24. I'm, 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 I'm a hundred. I'm
0: hundred percent jealous. Are you kidding? The closest me?
1: thing I've gotten to winning a race was getting pulled over in a school zone for going 38 and a 25. <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean, I did win. I got out the ticket. I guess so. That was kind of a victory. But um, yeah, I, I've never gone that fast to to win anything. And he The fact he won five races. Did you see this? He was won five races and Jimmy Johnson in his last year won five races and there's all these sim- same similarities like where they both won Martinsville you mean his last championship his, year his last championship year yes. okay gotcha Jimmy, Jimmy's last gotcha. championship year was Chase's first year in the oh, cup oh I and see and okay. Chase's first championship was Jimmy's last year they both won oh, Martinsville That's they cool. both won five races the year they won the championship there's a lot of like You know, storybook kind of uh, similar things and that was something that uh, was was shared by the Dick Trickle Fantasy Racing Group uh, that we're both a part of and that was so I want to make sure I give credit where credit's due but that was an interesting statistic I saw. I'm excited for the prospect of Chase becoming I mean we don't want to put the car before the horse or the the, I guess the six championships before the first one Um, but he is on track if he drives till he's 45 he needs six more to tie seven more to to be the best driver of all time? Is yeah, that, I mean, is it's that, I mean, I, it even, a long it feels way dirty. out. It even feels dirty, me saying it. It Well, yeah, Cause cause it's, a, it's, it's a long it's, way yeah, out from that. It's a that, long way but, out, and there's a lot of competition. Yeah, And, and we don't know is. what 2022 is going to bring with the new car. I mean, we'll... we'll Will like uh, B.J. McLeod be in the mix for a playoff spot? I mean, we, we don't know if it's okay. going to be if it's going to be not, that. I don't think it's going to be that. <laughs> if it's gonna, I'm, I'm just going to go no. out
0: on a limb and figure <laughs> that Rick Hendrick might have a little bit more up his sleeve I know, than some it, of the it, like one and two car teams out but there. But if Perhaps. It, but
1: if it's more of the like the I Rock style that they're saying it's going to be, is that something where you're going to see a uh, well? My I know I was making a I joke know, there. But the is, it going to be nothing Is it going to be a roulette of a
0: championship? I know what you're saying, but the reality is, gonna, is, is gonna nothing will ever be like an I a, Rock level thing in NASCAR because right. in IROC one firm prepared all the cars. Right. That will not be ever the case in NASCAR. You will get more from NASCAR. You'll get more from their, you know, stuff that you can't touch, things like that. Mm-hmm. They've done a good job of trying to even up the sport, but the reality is there's there's pull down rigs, there's arrow, there's yeah. there's all kinds of little things these teams can do with budgets and they can have 20 guys behind the scenes, guys and gals who are pouring over the data and doing all kinds of tests during the race to send back real time data and say, look, this is what the car's doing now. You should adjust the, you know, I don't know, put a bump stock in the spring or something like that. Like these are the things they can do that smaller teams just aren't ever doing. So I don't know. Maybe that will change with the new car, but I doubt we'll it. See. Uh, we will talk more about Dick Trickle, by the way, and Dick Trickle racing the fantasy league in a, in a few minutes because uh, there were some big deals happening in that. I know everybody loves to hear about our fantasy teams, but you will hear something about them coming up soon. Uh, back to Chase Elliott, though, and his rise. This this race for me, he 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 drove a great race. He was uh, fantastic all throughout this year. And I think it speaks to this, this... There's something that is different for guys who grew up in the sport like him, uh, like Dale Jr., even like a Corey LaJoy, who you mentioned, where they've been around it, their dads drove, they had this experience, and now the mantle's been placed on them. And obviously... Chase Elliott's mantle is a little different than the one that got placed on Corey LeJoy. I'm not trying to like rip Corey or anything. I'm just saying, I understand the pressure is a bit different for Chase Elliott. He, I think, early in his first few years, took a lot longer than people thought to find his way. Right? You kind of look at look at Ryan Blaney, right? Mm. Where Ryan Blaney's got all the talent. He's a talented driver. He's in a good ride he's not been able to get over that hump yet and get into this final four and be a, a championship contender. And for Chase Elliott to be able to do that uh, he, yeah, he's got great equipment. Yeah. He's got, you know, every advantage that you can have as a kid of a famous racer, because you have the money to get into the sport and to be in good equipment, kind of the whole way up. But it's not like that's the only thing that makes it right. I mean, I don't mean to rip this guy because obviously he's one of the most popular drivers too, but Dale Jr never got to this position, right? I mean, he never got into this position. Ryan Blaney has yet to do it. He might do it eventually. There are other guys, too, that have had, you know, the famous lineage that haven't Mm -hmm. really got there. This is something, man, for Chase Elliott to be able to get this done uh, this early in his career, too. And now he's got a lot less to overcome mentally Mm -hmm. the next time he's in this position. You know, I mean, it's still going to be a tough thing, but... He's kind of got a leg up, even on guys like Denny Hamlin now. Not yeah. just because he won the championship, but because if Denny's in the championship next year and Chase oh, is in it next year, pressures on. Well, yeah, who's going to feel more pressure in that situation? hundred percent. Yeah. So I think for Chase to get this done early, get that off of his back, you're right. It does open him up to be he number number one. There's if there ever was a doubt, there's no doubt now who the man is at Hendrick going forward. <laughs> Right, yeah. Kyle Larson's yeah. coming in. There will be no doubt as to who the big dog on campus is. That's him. William Byron. William Byron.
1: Because he, he's, he's the only guy no, that's William on B. campus. He's on that's Liberty's right. campus. That's yeah, true. So he's <laughs> – That's right. I mean, is that's he? right. I think yeah.
0: I don't know online maybe online oh, no. courses I don't know
1: I know I know Jerry Falwell was watching yesterday I did I did hear that oh Jerry so. Falwell Jr. was yeah, or junior, senior. Yeah, senior senior would be much well, bigger he, news because I don't he, think he's alive well he so was, was he was watching he'd he look up or look down one of the ways yeah whatever, whichever yeah. way yeah <laughs> no yeah.
0: all I all I would say more with with Chase Elliott I know that some people think well why you say he's the the big man on campus now he already was he was the most popular driver yeah that matters for sponsors that matters for all those things but if one Kyle Larson coming in is a performance factor. Like, he might have the ability to outperform Chase Elliott, Mm -hmm. but Chase Elliott can now and forever say, I've gotten it done. I won a championship. Now, maybe Kyle Larson will do that too once he gets there, but that does give Chase that leg up, and there is no doubt on the hierarchy there as to who the best driver on that campus is at the moment. You can say Kyle Larson, great dirt track racer, all that stuff. Kyle Larson never got to this point. He yeah. never got to this point in, 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 not as good equipment, Yep. but he never got there. And he's been in the sport longer than chase mm-hmm. and chase has accomplished something now that he has not He's so. accomplished
1: more in one year this year, almost than college and has in his entire career. That's a fair point. That's a really fair yeah. point. Now, now, now I want to say this too. So let's fast forward, rewind to, to Hendrick uh, a few years ago. So they had in their stable of drivers an aging and soon to be retired, Jeff Gordon, a approaching retirement, um, you know, sooner than we all thought uh, dale earnhardt jr and then obviously the goat jimmy johnson who was in their stable but also too back half of his career and then this rookie this young gun chase elliott yeah. they've now fully transitioned to nascar champion chase elliott up and comer and proven winner alex bowman redemptive story but a hell of a driver in kyle larson and then william byron who is the young gun who would probably be the fourth out of four drivers there Who's also picked up a win and has a really good potential to be something in the sport. You've gone from Hendrick has made that transformation to where you're like, I don't know if they still got it. To they just won a championship and now they've got literally a set stable for the next five years for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean even they yeah. they
1: may bring in somebody and and replace Byron or Bowman. That's a possibility. But from past performance and and current performance as far as yes as far as this weekend. Um, you've got Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson uh, being right there. And I think Alex Bowman might have something to say about being the, the next guy in line ahead of Larson, too. He, he's, he, he's ha- he has the company equity. That he's been there longer. He's, he's performed more. And still, oh, sure, Until yeah. Kyle Larson starts winning. I mean, they all do, honestly, because Kyle Larson is right. the newest one in town. And he's on a redemption tour. But honestly, I think that you see Hendrick Motorsports almost taking over the mantle from Joe Gibbs Racing as potentially the best team in NASCAR.
0: Yeah, I think there's certainly a, a case to be made for that. So uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it and, and talk about that as the offseason goes. But, yeah, Chase Elliott, a worthy champion for sure. He had a great season, by the way. His total wins, for what it's worth, 10 wins in his career. Uh, what did he have? Five, five, this, five year? this year? Yeah, so doubled up his win total just this year and, of course, got it done in the biggest race of his life. So uh, that and stands hey. to reason. For what it's worth, guys who have 10 wins in, in NASCAR, uh, Donnie Allison – clint boyer sterling marlin now those guys are all done but i'm just saying chase has that's where he stands right now uh i like looking at this because i just like thinking about guys he could possibly pass in the next couple years um even though he's already got a champion which a championship which boosts him beyond a lot of these guys but uh you've got uh leroy yarborough at 14 wins that would be kale's father leroy Um, (laughs) yeah.
1: Yarbrough.
0: <laughs> and I skipped over this one Tim Richmond is at 13 so next year you could see him passing uh, Ernie Irvin with fif- with 15 wins he could pass you know Tim Richmond Ernie yeah. Irvin Le- 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 Leroy Yarborough like those are good names that he could be passed by next year Casey Kane and Ryan Newman and handsome Harry Gant all with 18 wins in their career. so if he had a monster year next year maybe yeah. he could pass those guys
1: Let, but- let's put this in a pin because it's just happened and I want everybody to keep us accountable for this I, I want to do something in the off season got drivers that should be in the hall of fame that probably won't be because yeah. right there top of the list is tim richmond for me if he would have is he, he not in the hall of fame i don't i think he's I, sh- I, I all right think well he, i'll well, double check
0: it you th- go okay. ahead you go ahead and keep talking go yeah. ahead
1: yeah i was just gonna say that now now i could be sitting here going like derek smith how dare you not know how to yeah whatever i don't know why any of our listeners would talk like that they're not yeah but my my point is that yeah i don't know he may be in there he may be on the ballot i think uh if he's in we'll there see. yeah but my point is is that I look at Tim Richmond and go 13 wins that's all he had mm-hmm. and I look at him being vastly head and shoulders better than Clint Boyer
0: well but obviously you know right, Tim Richmond's yeah, life was yeah, cut short was cut sadly short. because of you know right dying of but, AIDS but that's, but, that's but still I mean it's thing. one of those
1: things that I think we should recognize just how we recognize Alan Quickie as a champion even though he had his life cut short, we recognize Davy Allison and the potential he had. I I just am saying I hope we extend that potential and and that respect to Tim Richmond as a driver. I think any, oh, for sure. I think anyone yeah. that did not like him for his style or for whatever the, the politics sadly around that time of the era and and his his illness, um, I hope all that goes to the wayside and the, the historians can then take the approach and say, hey, he was a really good driver yeah, yeah. and needs to be recognized. Just, yeah.
0: just for what it's worth, Tim Richmond uh, sadly passed away at the age of 34, as most of you probably know. He was named one of the 50 greatest NASCAR drivers of all time in 1998 by the NASCAR Hall of Fame, I believe. He was inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. But you're right. He's not in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, as far as I can tell here, unless I'm, unless I'm missing something. I don't think they don't un- acknowledge him. Uh, they clearly do. And for what it's worth, if you ever go to Rick Hendrick's shop, you can see a Tim Richmond, the Folger's twenty-five car they have on display there. Yes, yeah. it's beautiful it's to see. Yeah, it's beautiful to see those cars. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I think that Chase's legacy is is yet to be written. But you're right, the book is open, and there's yeah. a lot of pages to be a filled lot of in. Pages. And he, by the time it's all said and done, this could have been the start. It's hard for me to envision someone even doing what Jimmy Johnson did. Right and getting seven. I know he he did the same thing as, you know, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, but Jimmy, I think doing it in the era he did was still very impressive mm-hmm. because that was a much more competitive era, I believe. Yep. Than maybe what Dale Earnhardt was doing it. And although Dale Earnhardt was very it was a very competitive era too, um, I think we both would agree Richard Petty's was a different time mm-hmm. completely.
1: Yeah, especially when his budget and his his team had I mean he had full time employees working, traveling, and you look at guys, I mean he was racing up against um Wendell Scott and Wendell Scott would I mean Richard Petty was known for him, Ned Jarrett, some of those drivers, they would give parts to Wendell Scott so he can make the race. Yeah. Or repair right. a wreck a, a wreck from a, from the last race. And it's Wendell and his is his his sons, I believe, maybe some other friends and neighbors helping him out going up against Richard Petty, who had, you know, friends and family as well, but they were paid employees that had to shop. And given the time he was the, the it, it was almost like the Mercedes Benz of, of NASCAR as far as like you know that the petties are going to be running top five every every race let's so so i mean it's a different time but let's real quick talk about that how hard it is to how easy it is essentially to get in the playoffs if you're a really good team but also how difficult it is that the randomness of the champion now so to me it, it is the pathway is almost more paved and and more less rocky but I mean, any four of those drivers yesterday. Would you have been shocked if they won the championship? Absolutely not. No, no, no. And think about this: Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, the two most dominant drivers, did not win the championship. Did, we're not uh, well. Harvick uh, wasn't even in the right forward, right, right as right. we know. But but I mean, even yesterday, it wasn't you know it it was not something that you know. Oh, Denny Hamlin just missed it by a bumper. No, it was seconds. You know, Chase whipped the field. Pretty he handily. did, yeah. He so, it was he had the best car. So it's he, one of those he things that like he was you the you best could driver. Do everything right, everything right. Like Denny Hamlin's done multiple times. You could do everything right and never win a championship because the format makes it to where there, there's so much randomness to it, or so I don't know, much. But is there
0: randomness to it because the speed was? I mean, look, Denny Hamlin the last two years has been in the finals, and actually, is it the last two? Let me go back. Yeah, just the last two years that he's made it to the finals, mm-hmm. and he finished eleventh last year. And this year he finished fourth, but yep. a distant fourth. Like he 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 said after the race, I didn't have the speed. They were just didn't yep. have the speed built into the car. And yep. and for a, a car and a team that was so dominant all year to not have that in the final race, that's something, right? I mean, yep. it it is not on totally. I think Denny Hamlin's going to get blamed for that. Is you know he choked it away, all that stuff, and Chase didn't choke it away. The reality is the cars were set up really well for yep. for Chase Elliott and for Denny Hamlin for most of the year, and they are great drivers and you have to have that balance of knowing how to set your car up and being a great driver. And as we've talked about, like we've had a lot of fun at this guy's expense, KFB, Kyle F. and Bush, like that guy is one of the top three or four drivers in NASCAR as far as pure talent goes, right? Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. But this year he was basically a non-factor for most of the year because his equipment wasn't right. Like it's not just... Championships in NASCAR or an organizational award, and they they definitely matter for the driver because the driver has to perform on the given day, but so does everyone else. So do your tire changers, so do your mechanics, so do your guys back of the shop setting up the car, so do the, you know, people who are running data for you and, and doing all the analytics and setting up all the different things. Your crew chief has to make the right calls. I mean, it's a it's a whole deal. So yeah, it's it's probably not fair to to give Chase Elliott this mantle that he's the greatest driver of all time? No. He had a great year, and his team had a great year, and he performed in a big moment. And if he continues to do that, he will become one of the greatest drivers in NASCAR history if he keeps doing that. Denny Hamlin is one of the greatest drivers we've ever seen in NASCAR, and he doesn't have a championship. That shows you how tough it is to get those championships, to your point. Um, And I do wonder with Denny Hamlin, what's his legacy going forward? Mm. Um, Obviously, the Mark Martin comparisons are... You know, flying around and, and rightfully so because they have about the same number of wins, and uh, obviously Denny does not have a championship to his name, similar to Mark Martin. But do you think Denny Hamlin? Do you see him being the guy that now that he's got the team starting up next year? Mm-hmm. This does. Do you think it was more likely if he would have won the championship that he walks away from being a driver sooner, or do you sooner, think, or, yeah. do, or do you think it would be the other way around where? okay, I've given it my best shot. I've had multiple attempts at this. If like next year he gets in again and they don't win the championship, he becomes almost, instead of Mark Martin, he's the Buffalo Bills. Right? He's in the championship game a few years in a row and can't get it done. At that point, you just say, all right, we had a good run. It's not for me to be yeah. able to win this thing. And I'm good with that. Like, I wonder how he'll take that.
1: Yeah, now I have a question for you. I'll answer your question with a question if you ask me a question because I was looking up something. Um, Denny Hamlin, how old do you think he is? I know how old he is. Okay. He's... Well, how old do you think Kevin Harvick is? Ooh. Uh, I think Kevin Harvick is 43. He is 44. 44. Okay. And Denny Hamlin is. Will be 40 at the end of November. Yep. Or yeah. in a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, he's creeping up on, he's creeping up on Kevin Harvick age. You're I right, picture yeah. Denny Hamlin being like 34. 435, like Kyle Bush's age, right? No. He's, he's not. He's not. And and let, let's let's look at this. So we, t- we look at... I mean, I, Kevin Harvick is a legit old man in my book, which is <laughs> right. sc- it's scary because I'm yeah. nine years younger than him, which yeah, is I know. freaking I know. me out. But um so... And let's look at Clint Boyer's age real quick because I think that when I look at Clint Boyer, he's older than Harvick. He's 41. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Clint Boyer is, is a year older than Denny Hamlin. Yeah, Two years older. Yes. Yeah. So the you look fall. at this... And you have to you have to almost tell yourself like, oh, Denny's got like what ten more years? No, nope. not according I to all I this. Would, no. Well, n- not just that. The other factor is, and this is
0: what comes back to Chase Elliott too: is do you think there will be a lot of Chase Elliott guys? Chase Elliott's the most bankable star in NASCAR. Now that Jimmy Johnson's gone and probably even before that, Chase Elliott is the most bankable guy in NASCAR as far as endorsements, mm. as far as he can get you winnings. Like He's the guy right now. He's going to be on even more commercials than he already is. He is the most popular driver in the sport, and he has a championship to his name. He's going to get paid. As, as Anyone who's making NAS, NAS, money in NASCAR is a driver. He's the The greatest of right now. <laughs> sure. But I'm saying money-wise these guys don't make what Denny Hamlin did when he first came to the sport where they were getting $10 million deals. That's not there anymore. But anyone who's going to get close to those types of deals, it's Chase Elliott. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is he's 25 or soon to be, uh, because I think he turned 25 at the end of the month too. He's going to have championship, all this money, accomplishments out the wazoo. If he races for 10 more years, and let's say bags two or three more championships, that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility at all. Nope. He, by that point, could have the type of means... That allows him to do what Denny's doing, where
1: he gets into team ownership. And And at
0: 35, he's a pilot, by the way. He's also like flies his own private jet. I mean, the guy is... He
1: could have a career as a commercial pilot. I mean, there's a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he's going to do. Can you imagine getting on your Delta flight? It's
0: like, hey, y'all, it's Chase Elliott. Y'all look out of the left.
1: No, no, Chase has a very low voice and he talks kind of like this. Hey, guys, this is your pilot, Chase (laughs) Elliott, NASCAR champion six times (laughs) over. Couldn't get that seven, so I'm working with Delta have a safe (laughs) fight (laughs) yeah I'm just
0: saying like he's he's never doing that but he's never he's he's gonna be the guy that I think the his legacy as far as number of championships could be limited by the fact that like by 30 he might say well what else do I have to accomplish I'd rather just own a team I like doing this but I've I've, if by then he's won two or three championships maybe then it's like all right do I really want to do this another 10 years or do I want to just Go to IndyCar and
1: get an Indy 500
0: championship. Well, <laughs> maybe I don't know, but does but does he then say I want to own a team now? I want to. I'm going to be yeah. a part owner of Rick Hendrick's empire, I, I think, and that opportunity might be there ten yep. years from now or five years from now. I guess is what it would be. Think
1: what you're. What, I think what you're. What you're alluding to is the fact that there will be this. You know, back in the I want to say 08, 09, and 2010, there was the great age of consolidation. Right, you'd have a lot. You'd have like almost like 30 teams. Now there's like 20, you know? Yeah. I mean, you'd have a lot right. of, you had, you know, teams falling off and guys, you know, basically, it wasn't like they were transferring charters like they do now, but it was legitimately a team, you know, you had three team operation at Joe Gibbs, boom, now you got four, four cars. So yeah. th- there was a lot of that going on. And I think what's gonna happen is you're gonna see Jack Roush and the Fenway group eventually get out of the sport one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I don't see a succession plan that's been labeled there. I could see that flipping to a Chevy and I could see that being something that Chase Elliott takes over someday. I could see that, you know, be in the charters that that grow 2311. You you never know. I, I don't think Rosh is gonna leave the sport like the six is gonna be there and stuff. I'm just saying that you never know what's gonna happen, but we have all, we've talked about this multiple times, the the octogenarian, you know, level of ownership. And we love those owners. We love Richard Petty. We love Childers, love Penske, love Joe Gibbs. All those guys are great. And, and Mr. Hendrick, we love all those owners. And we're so grateful for what they've done this, for the sport. At the same time, we have to understand that they're not going to live forever. Yeah. So, if we love this sport that we call NASCAR, who is going to be next up? And a lot of places have those secession plans. Jeff Gordon is a part of the Hendrick secession plan. I believe you know that combination of Tim Cendrick and 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 Penske's has has some sons that might take over the leadership of that organization. So, those are in a good spot. And Childress, I'm sure, has Mike Dillon and Ty Dillon and Austin Dillon. They'll they'll be in there. You know, welcome North Carolina. will be having some 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 presence there with NASCAR for sure. But you know, you, you, there's this opportunity to come out and have you know drivers take this path that that um, Denny Hamlin's doing and take it take it on and and, and say this is going to be how I stay in the sport, how I stay relevant. I mean, it, we we we've, we've all to a much lower level. We've all played sports, and there's that moment where you hang it up, and it stings a little because yeah, you're like, hey, right. I'm not. I experience it every year. I coach high school soccer every year after the last game that the seniors walk off the field. There's this moment where they realize dang this is it like yeah. i'm never gonna be on this field with lights on or anything unless i get you know a, a coaching jacket on and start coaching so and that's why a lot of coaches do it because they still miss that yeah right? right um so i guess that the same thing with owner with car drivers i would see a lot of them shift into ownership at some point. And I think Chase would be a fine candidate to do that. Well, yeah. And he's I don't got mean years to, to go,
0: I don't mean to write off his, well, I guess what I was getting to, I don't mean to write off his entire career. Oh, All right. I was saying is, it's a, it's do you think step. he's going to be running at 43, 44 years no. old? That's the point. I think that most of us have to kind of come to grips right. with is these guys are getting the sport younger. They're getting bigger rides, younger, you know, more and
1: competition then, is coming in on the back end, younger, making them yeah, right. older, quicker. Yeah, absolutely. So, the Same thing with, we to wrap it up to go to back to Denny Hamlin. He's got three to five years left. It sounds crazy. I don't even know if that's think, the case. I, mean, I know. I, I'm
0: saying he just launched a team. Mm-hmm. I think next year's going to be really telling. And I think you're going to find out. Because when guys start a team, they they quickly realize there's a lot more that they've got to deal with than just the day-to-day of being a driver. And some guys love it. Some guys are like, yes, this is I wish I didn't have to hop in this race car and do that. You know, I I I enjoy managing this team and coaching and and finding sponsors and doing all that stuff. I, I like that aspect of it. And I still get the thrill of like having a, a car in the in the fight. I don't think Denny's out of the sport yet. But if he has another couple years where he's close and just doesn't get it done, that might be enough of a signal for him. Yeah, I definitely am with you. I don't think he has like yeah. five, ten more years well, left. I, I'd love I think he's, I'd he's love more of a three to four year guy at most yeah. before he moves full time to ownership.
1: I'd love to look at the statistics and see what Earnhardt Sr.'s uh, stats were after DEI opened. Cause I wonder if that was something where well you could look that up. yeah yeah I know I'm go just go figure uh, that out yeah, yeah Um, but it's one of those things that I, I'd be curious about but Tony Stewart's won it as an owner champion uh, owner driver yeah. Alan Kowicki's won it run it won it as an owner driver but obviously for their own cars In much different yes much different, much different times much different times yeah but I guess what I'm saying is this is I could see I, I could see like if Denny Hamlin could you not see him have a year like Kyle Busch this year. Yeah, oh, like sure. Like, uh, next year, I should say. I could yeah. see him having that. I also could see him running away with the championship at Phoenix Well, the, real,
0: the reality is, yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to you can have as great of a year as you want. And this is the beauty of the playoffs is you get in, you got a shot to win. All you have to do is win one race or be the best car in one yep. race, you know. And, and that is a whole different deal than, you know, Kevin Harvick would have locked up the championship at Texas. Yeah. And he wasn't even in the Final Four. So it's a new system. It's a, or not new. It's a different system for a lot of these drivers that uh, they... they become accustomed to it now but uh it's so yeah i wonder if that'll be a grind for him where he had one of the best seasons you could ever have as a nascar driver and he didn't get it done and and that's going to be a tough deal for him he's going to have to chew on that all off season
1: yeah and and speaking speaking of someone in this room who made a tear and went on a roll and won a championship i mean i'm staring right now at a trophy that you picked up this week because you ran on a tear for three races in a row all right, we will explain
0: that when we come back. Plus, we will talk about Phoenix versus Homestead, NASCAR conspiracies, and a lot more. You're listening to The Stagger Podcast. Welcome back to The Stagger Podcast. And yes, as Derek mentioned before we went to break, I, uh, I have to give a big thanks to everyone in the Dick Trickle Racing League. That is our uh, fantasy NASCAR league that I've been brought into by the uh dick trickle league commissioner ori roberts thank you for inviting me three years ago to be a part of this group i got into their fantasy league they've done this for 10 years now this is wow. the 10th dick year That's a lot of dicks a lot of dick a lot out. of yeah and so they are big fans they invited me i'm a big fan too of dick trickle may he rest in peace mm. um so the, the the league was named after him the trophy is a Number 90, Myers Ford Thunderbird. Nope, Taurus. Oh, it's Taurus. I'm sorry. Yes, it's Taurus. My bad. Ford Taurus uh, won 24th die cast, and it is uh, beautiful. It's encased in hard
1: plastic. I'm staring at your dick right now.
0: Right. This is the Dick Trickle trophy dick. for when you the win dick. the league. This is the dick. And I have won the Dick Trickle Racing right. League, so I have to give a big shout out to my team this year because they made it happen for me. Uh, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin. Those were my two, mostly my two horses. Although Joey had some disappointing moments earlier in the season by the latter half of the season, he was there had Alex Bowman, the showman slash snowman. Thank you to him. Uh, really a big hammer for me down the stretch too was Dips, Matt Benedetto. He was, uh, really just nails for me down the stretch. I appreciate all he did. Kurt Busch had a good year. He had a, a decent run that helped me stay up there. And uh, yeah, that was uh, those were my my five main guys that I had. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a really solid effort and a really good group. And I have to also thank Tyler Reddick, who was my like my sub driver. I would sometimes have him up there, sometimes not. So I always had to figure that out. Usually between Dibs and Tyler Reddick. But towards the end of the year, Dibs was doing better, so I left him in. Yeah, but that was my team. We won the dick. Can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens in uh, 2021. I'm coming,
1: I'm coming for the dick next yeah, year. Yeah, next
0: year you're in I'm the league. In. We're expanding the league again, so get ready for that. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, uh, well, I just, now I, everyone's heard about my fantasy league. Yeah. But yeah, go follow those guys on Twitter, at uh, DTR. Hang on. Why am I forgetting? The... Well, I'll find I, well, it. While on.
1: you're finding it, I just want to say I, I did the card. You know, in hockey, they're like the guys that don't touch the Stanley until they actually won it. Well, I just, I just touched the dick, and, okay, and so fine. I don't know if I'm cursed. And yeah, well,
0: you it. may never win it now. I may,
1: I may never win it.
0: At Dick T underscore racing. That is the Dick Trickle Racing League. And, uh, yeah, go follow them if you want to see uh, all the points, see what I did, see how mm. good I was, or slash how terrible I was. Either way, <laughs> the point is uh, I'll be terrible probably next year. I guess I was okay this year, but it was a lot of fun, so thanks to those guys for putting that on. Now they got their shout-out. I got my trophy. I'm excited about all that. Um, let's talk Phoenix versus Homestead because uh, Nick Bromberg from Yahoo Sports had this tweet. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it, Derek. Uh, Sunday's race did nothing to show why Homestead should have lost the title race. Yeah, NASCAR spent millions on upgrades for Phoenix. That's why the title race is there. But Homestead was unique and a worthy title site given the preponderance of 1.5-mile tracks on the schedule. What do you think about that idea that the racing would be better At Homestead. It is only one race at Phoenix. I don't think it's good to just judge it off of that one race, but I bet if Jeff Gluck did his normal poll of was this a good race or not, he'll probably get 60 to 70% of people saying it was a good race because Chase won Mm. and because he won the championship off of it. But if it wasn't Chase winning, the most popular driver, I tend to think when people's drivers don't do well, that influences how they look at a race. And so people will give more credibility or more fun factor to a race when they do those polls if their guy is competitive. If he's not, I bet you if you went back and looked at races where Dale Jr. like crashed out in the top, you know, like first 20 laps or something, you'd probably see more people say, oh, that race sucked. You know, but if he's in the top five, it usually gets a better
1: ranking. Same for Chase. sounds crazy. If Dale Jr. won two or three races at Kentucky Speedway, I think it'd be on the schedule still chase if chase Elliott won two or three races same kind of thing i i'm being serious i think that's that has a lot to do if you have popular drivers being successful why take that track away um what i did think that was a good thing about we would have still be waiting on the champion think right now because it's still raining in southern florida um from a tropical depression or whatever that's there uh so the good thing about moving out to phoenix is that you know for the most part Although I think Junior did win a, a rain-delayed race a couple of years ago, his last race was a rain-delayed victory, I believe, at Phoenix. Yeah, um, where they called the race because of rain. So, but typically you're not going to have weather issues in Phoenix. So no, fr- although
0: from the- they did have weather after the race briefly. They did have a quick rain shower there, and also it, sh- it was been noted that Homestead for the last 15 years did not have an issue with rain. They did not have they did not have a race move to Monday. In like the last fifteen years, yeah, So that's true. It still would suck if that happened. I mean, imagine if you had a Texas situation, mm. and you can. You're right, South Florida. That's always an issue this time of year. You can have hurricanes come through. It's the tail end of hurricane season, mm. so yeah, that can be bad. Uh, or tropical depression rain. The point is, you can get a lot of rain down there. So yeah, yeah it's not a it's not a bad thing to consider. And I don't think they're ever going to move off of Phoenix. But I thought that was an interesting kind of discussion because I do think the racing is better at Homestead. I yeah. prefer. I know a lot of people don't but i like homestead as a track is just so unique it's it's like it's a wide
1: we get you can run up high you can run up low it's multiple it's multiple grooves it's a mile and a half a, it's, a, it's how what most of these cars are set up to do it's how, yeah, it's it's how it is. a mile and a half should be yeah it's not and
0: you don't have to use a bunch of stupid traction compound and all this stuff nope. to make it a good track it just is a good track and uh mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's it's too bad that that's not the home anymore of uh the championship race but yeah, yeah Homestead's still a uh, still an interesting place to go, and, and, I, and hopefully we can get there. and watch Yeah, the race. I
1: would say this too. I think Phoenix showed us one thing: if you have late race cautions, Phoenix is a great track because it it puts the dog leg into play, and it and that's where you get that that um you know you get the balls to the wall or the whatever the phrase you want to use, you get the chance to kind of you know put your big boy pants on and see if you can win the race. Right, but but it's the it, but with when, when you stretch it out and you have a, a, a pass for the lead with 50 to go and Chase just checks out from the field, it does tend to have that whole, oh, well, you know. But I, I remember watching Homestead races where Jimmy would check out by a second or two, and, and it was just a formality for him to make sure there's no cautions. Yeah. Um, but we've also seen many where obviously, like, you know, I remember even in the Xfinity Championship, Cole Witt, I believe, cost Elliott Sadler a championship because he stayed out. Yeah. The, a, a, back, right. a back marker led with three laps to go. Spun the tires and ended up like wrecking half the field because of that and cost Sadler a championship. And I remember that being like very, very discouraging for them. So each track has its pluses and negatives. I tend to agree with you. I do like Homestead more than Phoenix, Um, but we have it next year. Yeah, that's the the way it's going to be. The path to the Bill France trophy comes through next year. Uh, Yeah,
0: that is absolutely right. By the way, let's take a look because I know we're already going to start going through withdrawals. Let me just give you a little something to start chomping on as far as next year's schedule Uh, Tuesday, February 9th, that, mark your calendars, that is the Clash at the Daytona Road Road Course. course. It is not the regular Clash. Now they're doing that at the Road Course, so that'll be a a new twist this year. That'll be fun. Uh, And then Thursday, February 11th is the Duels. You'll have those on the big track, of course. Sunday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Tell your sweetheart to get bet if she doesn't like racing because it's the Daytona 500. That's your gift to each other. Is we're going to sit here and watch the race. It's on Valentine's. It's Sunday, February fourteenth. It's on Valentine's. Well, I'm Day. I'm so
1: glad. If you watched our 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 stagger live our live on Instagram yesterday, you saw my wife yelling about Joey Logano. She she still she still that's her first NASCAR driver that she likes. She's more of a Bubba yeah. Wallace fan now. So I know what we'll be doing on Valentine's Day. We'll be sitting there with with a romantic dinner watching. Uh, NASCAR between taking care of kids and a dog and all that stuff like that. But yeah, we'll be watching the 500, uh, which by the way, if you are sitting here going uh, it's November 9th when we are recording this. And if you are saying, man, how long until February 9th, 92 days, 92 days, 92 days until all we right. see cars back on the track. I feel like I'm Larry McReynolds again. Cause That's he would always wrap series, up though. the race Let's... hub with saying, Hey guys, we only got 92 <laughs> days till we get back on track. Right. So, so
0: just, Keep in mind, too, you will have cars on track well before that in Daytona if you are a fan of oh, uh, yeah. the IMSA series, the road racing. We will be doing a whole lot on that, especially in the winter as we get closer to the Rolex 24. Uh, but the rest of the schedule, just to run through it real quick, Homestead we were just talking about, February 21st. Then uh, February 28th, they go out to California, so a lot of warm weather tracks For there The last in, race in February. at the Auto Club. Oh, yeah, right. They got to do that one early. So they we gotta got to tear it
1: We got to get out to California. That's the re- Well, mm. come on, vaccine. We need to go to California. <laughs> I want to see that track. I really want right. to see that track.
0: I don't know what the status will be yeah. of letting fans well, go well, and how I, many will be able to go if they do. But because
1: yeah. because I just figured out how to use Google for this function and I just am really excited. If you are like, I cannot stand 2020, when will this year end? 53 days. 53 days away. 53 days away, people. Yeah. Um, all right,
0: let's 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 look at March because March is also weird now next year. You got Vegas, they're back at Phoenix, Atlanta, which is always a fun race, and then it's the NASCAR Cup Series race at Bristol Dirt, Sunday, March 28th. Getting dirty. Ooh, that is going to be weird. And then they uh, take a couple weeks off. They come back April 10th at Martinsville, and uh, that might be a race you and I would be hitting up. I've really wanted to go... And I love that they're stacking these up now. I wish Bristol wasn't dirt. No offense to those who are excited about this, but this is how the racing currently stacks up, dude. Bristol, Martinsville, Richmond. Three weeks in a, or three races in a row there. Uh, and Then April 25th, they go to Talladega to do some uh, high-speed racing at the high banks. Uh, back to Sunday in May. May 2nd, it is Kansas, then Darlington, Dover, and then May 23rd, circuit of the americas new track coda coda baby all
1: right and then, that's and then you that's get, one we're going to because we got to find that new stadium we got to get and relieve ourselves on it in austin <laughs> texas
0: <laughs> yeah we do that's right that's that's for uh those yeah. who like soccer we we are crew fans we hate the austin fc group it's coming to mls tree on that later or whatever they call it yeah um hey and then the, uh, and the, wait, which one of those because i've i must have glossed over it
1: where's the uh they, did, did they ditch the all-star race is that right no it's in texas Oh, that's the All-Star you're Race. you're going to have an All-Star Race, it's going to be in Texas in 2021. Oh,
0: yeah, but it's not. Okay, they don't have it on Because remember, that was the that's thing. That's right.
1: Okay, here we go. Yeah.
0: See, I'm stupid. I got it now. We're good. Charlotte is May 30th. That's the, you know, Coke 600, more or less, whatever they're going to call that. It doesn't have a sponsorship yet to it, but
1: we assume. The World 600.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Sonoma. Then it's the All-Star Race, like you said, June 13th. Um, actually, that's the Open and then the All-Star Race. Yeah, all on June 13th. Then you've got Nashville, the Super Speedway, not the cool track, but kind of cool track. The Super Speedway is back. I'm going to be more excited when they get the Fairgrounds track in there. But hey, they're back in Nashville, so that'll be a fun weekend. Uh, June 26th and 27th, doubleheader at Pocono. Get all those races out of the way in one week. Poconos. July 4th, NASCAR, the Cup Series, Road America. Get you some America right up there at Road America. How better? That's beautiful. That's what's more American than Wisconsin, baby. Yeah. Uh, Then you've got Atlanta 2, July 11th. You got the Cup Series race in New Hampshire on July 18th, which, if it's like the one this year, that'll be worth going to. Don't know if they can replicate that, but I thought that was one of the best races of the year, was New Hampshire this past year. August, we've got Road Course Heaven. You've got Watkins Glen, August 8th. Mm. The Cup Series at the Road Course in Indianapolis on Mm. the 15th. Then you've got Michigan. Mm. And then you've got the regular season finale at Daytona for all the marbles to get into the playoffs on Saturday, August 28th. Playoffs, round of 16, very similar to what you saw this year. Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol make up the round of 16. The round of 12 playoff will then go to Las Vegas. Uh, Then you've got Talladega and Charlotte Road Course. That's your cutoff race to get into the round round of eight. Texas, Kansas, and Martinsville – to get us to the championship four, and of course that wraps up November seventh. So, three hundred and sixty-three days from now, <laughs> you'll have Phoenix, three hundred twelve laps, three hundred twelve miles, Cup Series champion be crowned. Right. there. So let's let's, let, let's
1: do let's do this. So, you you and me both have responsibilities, jobs, family obligations, all that fun stuff. We're picking. One, okay, we already we already plan in theory to go to the, the Bristol Night Race with the Dick Trickle Racing guys. That's like a on the That's schedule.
0: The, uh, 18th. That's the September eighteenth. That's yeah. the Bristol Night Race. That's the Bristol Night Race.
1: So you have one sacred, blessed weekend that you that your misses and my misses both say go have fun and watch a race. Where are you choosing on this calendar, on this schedule, to go to a race? vaccine comes out in january let's say we're all ready to go we're all hooked up like nothing covid related we're gonna go and have a good time where are you going to watch a race because this determines if i'm going with you okay um
0: right i understand that well i will tell you a track that if it's a track i've never been to then i have a different answer
1: any track
0: well okay the track i the the race i want to go to the most is saturday april 10th martinsville that's where i want to be i love martinsville i love that track that's 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 my style of racing short track racing heat of the day In april it'll probably be like a 65 to 75 degree day there With a there, chance of snow with a chance of snow like we had last time yeah. we went um but then yeah like that would be my answer
1: and roanoke up the road where we stayed is a
0: beautiful place it is and i want
1: to go back there yeah. so bad um I, I i agree with that one i will throw it which i don't even know the date to this I mean, you already know my affinity to see Cal- the the California track before it goes yeah, under. That's right. So that would probably be my top one. But real, I, I don't know. That's what like a hundred days away, two hundred days away, yeah. or, or one hundred fifteen days away. I don't know if I can. Get that on the schedule quick enough. So I would probably have to opt for going to Austin. I would love to see. Yeah, Dakota. that was so that
0: was going to be my one of tracks I've never been to. Kota is the one I would like to go to the most next year.
1: Mm, I would just I'd it. go
0: there more than Daytona, more than Talladega. Sorry, Super Speedway fans. That's and I and I love those tracks too for yep. their own unique way. It's just not my favorite style of racing.
1: I've been to Daytona, legit like nine times to inside the track, walking yeah, around the yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, you've been there a lot, but twice for the roar before the 24, three times for the war, roar before the 24, which I cannot say. And then once for Daytona qualifying pole mm. day, I've never been to a race, a NASCAR race at the world center of racing.
0: So you're kind of like, David I Lennart was senior before he won. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he did everything I mean, else at Daytona, but he never won yeah. the
1: 500 until he finally did. I was even there well, I'll post something on Instagram, a photo I took outside the track, uh, this year when we were there driving through Florida and I'll, i i mean I, like i said we named my daughter her middle name is daytona right it's very special i've never been to a daytona not well, even a pepsi 400 i gotta go we gotta get, I go to 500. Go we gotta get to the to 500. 500 i gotta go to the 400 in the summer yeah i, I gotta make it out there yeah you I do got to.
0: you gotta do that for yeah. sure um now let's talk about uh the conspiracy theory that you and i have heard and i don't think it's totally wrong for people to point this out i think it's it's worth noting um but I think it, it maybe is a little more nuanced than what people are saying. So I was talking with my guy uh, Brad, Brad Murray, who uh, he actually designed our stickers for the Stagger Podcast, which we've you. not done anything with. But uh, he died, he designed our logo. He designed Stagger Podcast. If you see that logo when you get it on your phone, however you listen to this podcast, he designed that little tire logo. That was him. Uh, but he was he and I were texting yesterday, and he brought this up. He's like, "Isn't it odd that the top four guys ended up running one, two, three, four in this race?" Is that that's got to be something, right? NASCAR has got to be tweaking the cars. They got to be doing something to let those guys get up there. And I I do think that is certainly suspicious. Um, But I will say my opinion is I don't think NASCAR gives them a ton of different breaks than the rest of the field. Um, I'd love to get some more technical info on that. I'd love to hear from people who actually are a little more in the know in the garage. But you brought up a point. That I think really makes a lot of sense. Because you brought up the fact, Derek, that it's it might be maybe they overlook a few smaller technical infractions. They don't let you... Obviously, didn't let Chase get away with something because he went to the back of the field for something that was mm-hmm. wrong with his car. And then he still came right up through the field. But could it be, and what you pointed out is, that they're not getting raced the same way as they would in any other race by non-championship contenders?
1: Yeah. They're not, they're not. It seems like, I mean, the first time I really noticed this was the Carl Edwards, Tony Stewart homestead race where it literally, I mean, if you go back and watch that, there's guys pulling left on the, on the, on the back stretch to get out of the way uh, just because they know those two guys were what a point, a, a point away or tied going into the yeah, final race. Right. And this is before the whole reset final yeah, this four. Is, this this, is this was the chase racing. Yeah. This was back when there was the chase and it was points racing, but you had a reset at Eight, you know, with, with what, 10 races ago? Eight yeah, races somewhere, ago. but that yeah. was it. So, I mean, normally you'd go into the race, there'd be a guy 20 points ahead. So you kind of know, unless he has a problem, he's going to win the championship. That's how Jimmy won most of his championships because he was consistent through the playoffs. Yeah. Well, this one was the first time where there was kind of like a game seven moment that NASCAR has orchestrated through the way they point out their playoffs. So I think ever since that moment and ever since we made, went to the round of four, you kind of have it to where drivers, if you're out of the round of four, you do not want to be in a position where you, where you do... um you know what what a joey Logano, matt Kenseth moment at kansas ha- kansas happens and you're like well hey man i'm racing for third place i want to get a chance to win this race that's fine if you have the best car and you go out and win it great but you're not going to go in there and cut a guy off in the corner if he's got a little position on it where he forces him to break yeah. you know like normal hard racing that would be like hey i you don't have a position yet you've got a nose in there nope i'm going to slam the door on you there's no door slamming on this in this last round because you don't want to get, sit there for 92 days in the offseason and have someone come up and and basically hold something against you all off season and basically make it a living hell for you to get a a, a championship the next year why start the year with with yeah. bad karma or bad mojo just let these guys go race it out and you, you know if now if you're the better car and he can't pass you, you're you not going to pull over but you're right. certainly the moment they get a nose in there you're gonna be like yep, you're not you're not
0: forcing the issue you're not you're forcing not, the you're issue not, at all you're so not I, cutting guys off nope. like you don't sh- want that, yeah. You're not diving in on them it's when it, they've got a little run, and you yeah. force them to slam on the brakes. To your point, it's
1: a level of respect for and, and, yeah. and all because yeah, all the, all those the drivers guys, when they they hope that they're going to be in that situation someday.
0: Yeah, but for even the like the guys who are running in the back markers and stuff, I think they all know too. No, none of their sponsors want their hood to be seen on mm-hmm. TV as the one who ruined it for yep. someone else. Especially in this era especially of like if it's everyone the same
1: manufacturer too. You got to think yeah, about that. You don't want any of that. There's marching so. orders. We already know this from team meetings that they have at Daytona, Talladega every year about you know, mark, mark team orders and how they all work together yeah. at the super speedways. You don't don't tell me that the that the Toyota Racing the director didn't come on the pipe to everyone, even from Daniel Suarez. Down to you know whoever else is the, you know below Daniel Suarez in the Toyota ladder saying if you get Denny Hamlin anywhere near you you pull over
0: yeah you know right, I mean right
1: I mean like if you saw in the Xfinity race Noah Gragson was up there with Austin Cindric and Justin Allgaier and he made he went low and it caused I don't know if it was Cindric forcing the issue or Gragson didn't give him room but he went up and got and door slammed legit door slammed Justin Allgaier. And that ended up costing potentially JR Motorsports the championship. Yeah, yeah. And and, and you almost think like could (laughs) Gragson, as the cat makes an appearance on the mic, one of our cats. um, Yeah. Yeah. But if if you think about that, did Gragson cost Justin Allgaier the championship? It's possible. Yeah. it's possible but you don't so that's why you have all these veterans and all these cup guys going i, that, I don't want that yeah I don't want that I think, on me. but i think I
0: even the back marker cars are just they realize we don't want that to be the story no. and none of the guys who have well, a chance at being competitive eventually yeah. kevin harvick knows he might be in that situation again he doesn't well, want to be we, someone who's getting unethically yeah. raced or you know unethicals is maybe the wrong word we, but.
1: we mentioned this earlier cole witt elliott sadler xfinity at homestead yeah when's the last time you heard of cole witt Right, and he right. was a Red Bull factory driver. Like when I Red know. Bull made their big splash in the sport, he was yeah. with Red Bull driving Cup. I know. I mean, this I is a guy who. I mean, a lot of people in the sport did not like Cole Witt after that, or did not his did not like his crew chief, or, and it's sad to put that on Cole Witt. The, the crew chief says, "Stay out, you stay out." Yeah. But um, I mean, it's one of those things you don't want to be in that position. You don't want to be Quint Hough. You don't want to be Corey LaJoy. You don't want to be Ty Dillon. One of these guys who's not going to win this race. No, I know. I know two of the three guys I mentioned did not do well at all in the race because they they were off the track, but you don't want to be in that position where you're one of those guys. You you don't want to be Bubba Wallace last last race with Chevy and you end up causing some drama that's going to carry over in the off season. You don't want that. You want to go off in the off season, get a top 15 like Bubba did and in on a high note, Everyone in that series is trying to end on a high note that day for their yeah. team. And they're trying not sponsors. to do it in
0: a way where they end up in the wall. They don't We're want it yet. Yeah. putting a
1: championship four driver the yeah, wall. They so I think it's more of that, that yes. than it is actual like, oh, they're giving them the extra 10 horsepower boost. They're letting them they, I don't,
0: Right. There might be a little that. something in tech that happens. And that, that can be a big difference, right? A little they, something they in may, a cup car Yeah, they so may close even, could, could be better. But the other part of that is, I think you're right. If, if that is happening even slightly, you couple that with guys saying, I'm not going to be the reason this guy isn't up there contending. I'm not going to end his day. I think that's part of it, too. There's much more leeway given from those guys that race. Now, let's also look at this, just the facts, right? Because whenever you have a conspiracy theory, it always helps to go look at the facts. So how did these cars run? Does NASCAR do this, right? In these final four races or the final four race finale type thing that they've had at Homestead, right? Let's look back at 2019, the four guys who are in the finals there. Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle won the race. He won the championship in 2019. MTJ finished second. Harvick finished fourth. Denny finished 11th. So they did not finish one, two, three, four that year. Uh, 2018, they did. Logano won the championship. Uh, Kyle Busch was fourth. Harvick was third. And Truex finished second. By the way, Kyle Busch, Harvick, Truex, you might have noticed those four were also in 2019. They're, yeah. they're those three in 2018 and then oh look at here 2017 kyle bush harvick and Truex were all again in the final four mm-hmm. and they true won the championship in 2017 bush finished second harvick finished fourth that year brad Kislowski was the new guy or the other guy in that championship series he finished uh seventh so of the last four years two of them ended with one two three four finishes mm-hmm. two of them ended without that but yeah. it did end with three of the top four finishing in the top four yep it is almost, and, and by the way, who are three of those top four also in most of those years? Three of the guys who usually are there, Denny, Harvick, and uh, Kyle Bush. or I'm sorry, not Denny. Harvick, he was there this year, but MTJ, Harvick, and Kyle Bush were there in each of those three seasons that I mentioned prior to this one. Now, we know about Harvick this year. We know about Kyle Bush Truex had a good run. He couldn't quite get there to the, to the final four, but this year was a little bit of a difference because it was some... You know, you finally had Chase break that mold. He kind of got in there and broke up this group because it has been mostly a Penske guy uh, or Denny in the top four with Mm. those other three that I mentioned the last three years. So it it might have to do also with those are just really good teams. They have really good drivers and yeah, their cars may get a little bit of an advantage, but mostly I think it's people letting them go. So is that a conspiracy by NASCAR? I don't think so. I think that's more about. The circumstances, the timing, and how these racers are driving in that race versus every other race they're in. Mm. Um, real quick, before we – we'll take a break, and we're going to wrap up uh, with talking about Jimmy Johnson. But I want to do this. We I put it out there on Twitter. Give me your thoughts. Uh, my, my question was, your thoughts on Chase Elliott's rise, Denny Hamlin missing out again, Phoenix versus Homestead, and your favorite NASCAR thing from 2020. Uh, Dick Trickle Racing, they tweeted at us, said, Chase is the people's champ. Chase equals The Rock. I like that. If you smell what Chase Elliott is cooking,
1: right? If you smell la, 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 what Chase is cooking, that's right. Uh, there you go. That's good. Uh, Dick Trickle. It's so hard to do that without like being like, if you smell, like you can't, right. You can't, you, like yeah. Chase is just so low key. You can't, yeah, yeah. But D- I get it. I get it. I get
0: DCR it. guys also said Denny sucks, sucks to suck. Hoping NASCAR gets the championship race on a short track soon, rather have that as opposed to the uh, the Homestead or. Phoenix Issue said, hearing maybe Fontana 2022. And I've heard that Ooh. rumor, too, that they want to end it at uh, at California. L.A., baby. Boy, Let's that'd be fun. It. That'd be that'd Let's be something on the it. new short track. That would be yep. something else. Um, and then the final thing, what did you like about the NASCAR season? They said, everything, great season, amazing that NASCAR got through COVID. Great playoffs, bring on 2021. Hear, hear on that. The other one I want to read is Greg. He said about Chase Elliott, I love Chase. My daughter loves Chase. He seems like a good kid and a gifted racer. About Denny Hamlin, Greg said, "Denny is just snake bitten. His car failed him, pure and simple." When it came to Phoenix or Homestead, he said, "Not much difference, meh." And I kind of agree with that. Um, and he said, uh, "You know, finally, what was the uh, big thing he'll remember from uh, from 2020?" And he said, "Bubba Wallace at Dega with his fan contingent behind him, and that is definitely a mem- memory I will have as well of Bubba. Cool. Yeah. You know, the show of unity there from the NASCAR fans yeah. and, not, and 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 from the NASCAR." Garage, That was Mm -hmm. really good to see. So, yeah, good stuff. You can always interact with us at Stagger Podcast. We love reading the uh, comments. So thank you all for that for this year. And, And we have more in store as we get ready for 2021. And we'll continue to be on every week here on the Stagger Podcast. Take a break. Wrap it up with Jimmy Johnson, a career retrospective. We'll do that next. all right welcome back to the stagger podcast so let's talk about the man who finished his career uh in phoenix with a top five run good for jimmy johnson he ended up getting a top five to finish up his career there in nascar uh clearly seven time well known for that being one of the greatest drivers the sport has ever seen um we can list all of his many accomplishments we can talk about all the races he won maybe how his career kind of tailed off at the final you know end of it um we can go through all that stuff but i guess the question i want to ask you derek is when you think back on jimmy johnson's career how are you going to remember this guy not just the champion but what are you going to remember about jimmy johnson 10 years from now your kids you know maybe they knew a little bit about jimmy johnson but they're much older they're much more into the sport they say yeah what was?" What was it like getting to watch Jimmy Johnson in his prime? Like, what are you going to remember about that guy?
1: I'm going to remember his dominance, but also I'm going to remember the fact that when he first started, there was this persona or this, this HR kind of mindset or marketing mindset that Jimmy Johnson had to be clean, professional, very buttoned up. It might've been a Lowe's requirement. I'm not sure. But what I, what I most noticed is that he went from publicly being a very buttoned up guy to us in the last, in the ally years and the last few years of, of, of his role at Hendrick being a very, very jovial, like funny dude, sarcastic, dry, dry humor. He his personality. He was a champion, much like um, how we've learned about Dale Earnhardt after his passing. How he was he would do the nicest things and would get donate money, help people out, and say, "Hey, don't say a word about this," because he had an image to uphold, right? Right. So, and then also Richard Petty, how we we it's famous that he would sit there till his arm cramped up till the wee hours of the night signing autographs after he won so he would make everyone at the track a richard petty fan it was a very good marketing strategy in the 50s in the 60s and 70s right and even though he could have he 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 delayed getting back to the shop and sacrificed night's sleep he would do the things to make himself the people's champ jimmy was the people's champ and that's what i'll always remember him for
0: yeah yeah i agree with that i think that uh he at times did have that cold not cold but just sterilized like he sterilized
1: was, very he was sterilized, he
0: yeah. was in the era he came through nascar when nascar said we don't want rednecks necessarily we want
1: white collar button-up drivers that are that can go to a boardroom and yeah get and, and close the deal we want people that can sit on good morning
0: america more so than they can sit on bill dance outdoors you know what yeah. I mean? like we want that level no sorry I'm gone fishing with bill dance today <laughs> i always love it when he tripped over the trailer hook cars
1: washed my roof is a leak, but I don't care. It's that time of week,
0: man. Look at you. Big build like dance fans over here for sure. Of the pride of Tennessee. So I just like Jimmy had that image. But then like you said, you find out the guy goes to Burning Man. Like you find out he's just a, he's just a kind of a big hippie. And like, a, yeah. like you never, I would never have expected that from him. Uh, but that's that's who he is. And I think we're going to find as he gets out of NASCAR, we're going to find more and more of the complexity of who he is. I'm really excited to see him in the IndyCar world. I think that's going to be a really cool crossover. And I do think that will establish a little bit more credibility for him, especially if he goes out there and runs really well. Who mm. knows how it will go? But if he starts winning races in IndyCar, mm. you're going to have to have that discussion that we like to have on this show about the greatest driver in American racing history. Uh, if he J.J. Starts, Foyt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Is he going to be the next AJ Foyt? That's that's very interesting. Obviously AJ Foyt was running like everything at the same time, but He's
1: got a Rolex 24 to his name.
0: He does have that. You're right. So. And I'm sure he'll have more. Like he's going to go run Le Mans, I guarantee you and he'll probably do well he's
1: there. He's going to run F1. He's going to take Lewis Hamilton's oh, ride. Yeah, there you go.
0: He's a little yeah. old for F1, I Red Bull has an open seat. I mean, they don't they typically know. throw in, you know, guys who are Well, in their they just mid-40s. did. Br- they
1: just did bring Fernando Alonso back. Okay, fair yeah.
0: enough. But he he's a former F1 champion, so there's a reason. You That's do get true. To, you get a comeback. If if Jimmy says in 3 years, "Hey, I want to get back in a cup ride," he'll find one. I guarantee he'll find oh, one. Oh yeah. Starcom's but I don't I don't got see it that waiting happening. for him. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. Um All right, so let's wrap this up. This has been a fun episode. It's been a long episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I think we're going to do predictions, right, to wrap this thing up. What are we thinking for 2021? Uh, How do you want to do this?
1: Well, I was going to say your very way too early prediction on who's going to win the championship. (sighs) Next year. Maybe even your Final Four if you want to get bold. All right, I'll give you Final Four.
0: Um, I think Kevin Harvick is back in the Final Four. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Denny Hamlin is in the final four. Mm-hmm. I think a Penske car mm-hmm. is in the final four. And I think it's going to be hard to deny Kyle F and Bush will be back in the Ooh, final
1: four. I would you just drop the champion out of the top four. Who's the champion? Chase Elliott. Oh, oh, yeah, this year's,
0: <laughs> but that's okay. That happens. That's that all right. I understand, right. but I'm hey. Look, uh, I All mean right. so, who won it last year.
1: Uh, Kyle Evan Bush. And was
0: he in the final four? You mm, oh, would
1: have been yeah. if they would have let him practice. <laughs>
0: well, that's <laughs> the he's other thing about too practice. I man. will say that with a caveat. I would not pick Kyle Bush to be back in the top four unless I thought they're gonna bring back practice and qualifying. Well, and that's a he,
1: that's a big issue. He does, we will, he's not gonna have the same crew chief. I'd highly Well, doubt
0: okay, that. but we will talk about that in the offseason for sure over the next few weeks. Will they have practice and qualifying, or will they just say the 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 apparently the numbers are it saves them twenty to thirty yeah. percent a year? Yeah, I mean they're talking about how to save money, and no one seems to have really care that that went away. As far as fans, I don't miss it. Do well, you miss well,
1: it? If okay, I don't miss it when I'm not at the track. Yeah, okay. I'm at fine, the track. Yeah. Yes, when we were at Martinsville. And we walked up, and we're walking through the through the stands, and we see the trucks practicing, and we see you know the the, the cup but guys we, get out there. But, but hang on, I'm we wouldn't
0: saying. have been there. We wouldn't have gone that day. It wasn't like we'd been there, and then they're like they're not going to practice today. Like
1: we wouldn't have Ru- gone. We went there because they were having I know. practice. I'm saying, but there's something fun to the fact that we left on a Saturday at two in the morning or three in the morning to go to Martinsville, Virginia. Because we're like we're gonna go to the track right, but before we check into our hotel, we're gonna see some practice. <laughs> but we're you're see looking some at that. see,
0: That's so stupid. You're looking at that the wrong way. Because you're looking at it like, well, then we left at two o'clock in the morning. It's like we wouldn't have left at two o'clock in the morning. Because right. there wouldn't have been practice. I we would have left at like a normal time. And we would have just got there, got to our hotel, and then Sunday we would have gone to the race. Or Saturday, maybe we would have gone to the truck race. Yeah. Like we might have done that, yeah. but we would have gone to like and they'll still have that. That's the good thing, is they'll still have the Xfinity series, they'll have the truck series. So if you want to see racing on a non Cup racing day you want to go there and have a little more time to get around mm-hmm. yeah I agree with you it's a fun add-on to get to see a practice before you watch a truck race or to yeah. see qualifying after they do Xfinity or whatever but i I'm, I'm okay with it if it means the viability of the sport I'm okay with dropping
1: that's that's not true if it, if it keeps if it keeps the teams that because we like teams from all levels right yeah. If it keeps them in if it keeps the mid markers if it has less and less Levine family racings and Geico racings leaving the sport i'm all good with that because justin Marks is investing Derek cope is investing in the sport you know you have a lot of these team owners that are coming up and they're there are they're years away from wins quite frankly unless yeah. unless they luck into a daytona or a talladega win or a few mileage win they're years from winning but yeah. they're still investing so yes to be able to make them keep people that we enjoy talking to and that we've gotten to known over this past year on on teams to keep those guys employed and to keep people in the industry employed, yes, I would. I, I would happily sacrifice practice and yeah. qualifying, but it would be nice to have some qualifying, especially for the road course. Road, I think you need to have qualifying at some of these. Yeah, for there's sure. a, there's a few even short tracks. Yeah, I mean, you're probably you're do not need... going to burn up a ton of tires at a short track. You can you can have them go out there, lay down two laps. Um, yeah, and 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 make it make it a little bit of an event right before a, an Xfinity race. Yeah. There's still value to that ticket, I believe. Like yeah. I would take my kids out to an Xfinity race. At the, at the nearby track, like, you know, that's down the road or if it, in Michigan, even if I can see, oh, you can see cup cars and you can see Xfinity. And then I know because of, you know, it's a you school the next day. We're not going to be able to go to the Sunday race. Yeah. We go Saturday. yeah, yeah. So either that more is, Saturday is, races. You're right. For because kids, kids need to see their, their star drivers the without paying arm and a leg for, for cup tickets. That we are. I believe our first time we ever went to a truck race or a race, we saw an ARCA race. Yeah. But there was a NASCAR happy hour that day and we were like so like happy to see like Bill Elliott and all these drivers that my, our dad's been, we watched on TV. We got to see him in it with our own eyes yeah. and it was probably very affordable for our family at oh, the time was. back in the 90s yeah. because believe, we, just, we just went to an Arca race. I
0: believe they got those tickets off of like a, a, like a, a Pepsi, promo. no, like yeah. a Pepsi 24 pack. You yep. buy like two 24 packs and,
1: and you get free Arca cut tickets. Cut off the UPC yeah. labels. And yeah. You get, yeah, you take them to yeah. the local so, Meijer. Yeah, you so, get the tickets. So, so I
0: mean that, that's, that's a good point. But I guess what I'm saying is while that is good, I do think the they, they have to have a sport for kids to come watch. So the way NASCAR can fix that is... They, and they've done it, right? Make it free for kids to go to truck races and, and Xfinity Series yep. races. Good. Let's keep doing that. That'll help do what you're talking about. And then, yeah, you know, it would be cool if they do more activation at the track that day yep. where they say, Hey, cup, cup yeah, drivers, you're out there, shining. but the cars are going to be out and you yep. can go look at them and you can mm-hmm. go talk to Denny Hamlin. You can go talk to, goes you know, back to that,
1: goes to, back yeah. to that show car thing. We need to make sure that these show drivers cars have got to be around. I agree they got to be like, you got to be able to go track and see past cars, current cars. There needs to be this culture yeah. of like you come to NASCAR, you have fun. And now my top four. You yes. Want that's that? what I was
0: going to ask you. Is, so who's your top four? My for next top year? four,
1: Martin Truex Jr. Okay. Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Chase Elliott. Okay. Fords are off the board. Oh. Alex Bowman. Bowman the showman getting in Bowman there. Bowman the Showman's going to get in there.
0: Wow. All right. That's very uh, you're interesting. you are
1: going to have a Toyota Chevy battle. That's my prediction. All right.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, that has been it for us. Thank you so much for sticking with us throughout the cup season. Do not worry. Next week we will have plenty more to talk about. As far as plans for this offseason, we are going to be talking about uh, you know, old races that we've watched that we enjoy. We'll probably go back in profile. Guys like Dick Trickle and some of the other racers when it's a slow week where there's nothing else. But if you haven't followed the sport of racing and you're getting back into it, there's always news in the offseason. And we will have plenty to talk about throughout the offseason. So we'll be here every week and we look forward to talking with you.
1: Yeah. And we only got a few more weeks until it's roar before the 24 practice. And we got we got cars on track.
0: That's right. I mean, it's almost a year
1: round sport. And trust me, we're going to try to do our best to preview the Rolex 24, my favorite sporting event of the entire calendar across the I I love soccer from across the pond in Europe this is my favorite event the Rolex 24 favorite event by far so we will definitely be covering that
0: there you go that's it for us enjoy follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stagger podcast we will talk to you next week thanks for listening until then stay safe and stay staggered